If you've ever been, actually, if you ever go to the Outer Banks, which is one of the greatest places to go to, you go to the Wright Brothers Memorial and the museum there. Yeah. Have you ever been? There's one in Dayton. That, is it? With the original, that the flyer, the one, the one <laughs> with the plane, the actual plane that made the first flight oh, really? is in Dayton. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, did that feel good? No, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> just doing what I can, man. No, that. I'd like to go, I would like to yeah. go to that. I saw that it was there, but um, though I can tell you the one the one here at the Outer Banks, the museum, was it was amazing, and the information that they give you about that, and That's like, cool. I'm, like, it literally makes me tear up to watch, because they went through so many trials yes. to get that, and then when they finally had success, I'm like, glory to God, they broke through, and uh, just such a, such a great uh, testimony. It really is. They... Um, <clears throat> From the bicycle shop days when they yeah. started out, you know, uh, making bicycles and uh, all the testing that they went through, everything that they, uh, all the times they failed, right? Yeah. And uh, finally, they they did break through exactly yeah. like you said. And and I think it's so it's inspiring. I went with my son, yeah. uh, his class, like in third grade or whatever. They went on a field trip there. I was one of the chaperones, and literally, I was standing there in tears yeah. reading these plaques. And the yeah. third graders don't care; they, yeah, they just yeah, want to know like, where the oh, next look, you know windmill is or whatever. What a weird and uh, but no, I just stood there and read those <laughs> plaques about the times. That they failed and uh, the stick to itiveness. Yeah, um, it's yeah. actually it's it's amazing the Lord lead this conversation like this because that's actually what I told you. Yeah, earlier. <laughs> um, you know, your past making way for your future. It's yes. amazing how many people, how many times people quit um, yeah. right before, right, right before um, yeah. the last failure. You know, and they quit and it's like um, you know what if. What if the Apostle Paul would have done that? You know, what if uh, he said, man, I got, had to be led over uh, a wall in a basket. I didn't sign up for this. I'm done, right? And, and yeah. any time along the way where there was a, a, a setback or some kind of struggle, um, what if he would have quit? What, what if Jesus would have quit in the garden? You, there's so much pressure on him that yes. he was dealing with, physically dealing with, drawing on strength from the Holy Ghost. He's sweating blood. Right. What if he would have quit? We, we'd be sunk. Exactly. And um, so you have... I think one of the greatest things we can do is look at those moments and see that Jesus said, look, it's not my will and it's not how I feel right here. It's not my will. Lord, what you have for me, I'm going through with it. I will not quit. Quit. I'm going right. to start. I'm going to finish. You know, he is the author and the finisher. And as a pastor, I know you've seen this and I've seen it so many times. I don't even want to think about it is where somebody is legitimately on the verge of breakthrough. Yes. The devil is losing the last fingernail hold yeah. that he's had on their life. And so in order uh, to stop that process, the devil ramps up the pressure mm -hmm. on them yeah. in that moment. And all of a sudden, it seems like all hell's breaking loose. But what's really happening is that all heaven's about to break That's loose. That's exactly right. And, but they fold. I've seen it. I've seen them fold so many times. It's like, no. You're you're breaking through right now. Yes, no, you're like, 100% this is right. It. And and that's the thing. So many times, people and as a pastor in one of those yeah. situations, it, you're seeing through eyes of the spirit, and you can see things shaping up in their life. Oftentimes, like like our own children, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. we see things in their life, and we see things for them, and what they're about to step into before they see it. Right? That's yeah. part of um, yeah. maturity. That's part of being a leader. You have to get there first and be able to take somebody with you. Um, but I think that that's, it's ironic because, you know, Brother Tracy uh, was sharing about that last night, the first night of Kickstart, and, um, and I, I preached on this last year, this shaking that's going on in the yeah. world around us, that's not just a global shaking, yeah. right? Yeah. 
Um, it doesn't matter where you go. I've been to Africa multiple times, um, you know, Mexico, wherever. Everybody has a story in Lebanon, in Albemarle. Yeah. Uh, everybody has a story, and there's shaking going on yeah. all around us in different capacities and in different facets. That's right. And what people don't understand is the glory of God is designed to shake out the things. It's, it's like being tested, right? Being yeah. tested, like gold is tested, yeah. tried by the fire. Um, you know, it's, the Bible's very clear that God will not tempt us. You know, he can't be tempted with sin or evil. Yeah. He won't tempt any of us, but a tempting and a testing are two different things. Yes. And, um, you know, when God took Abraham and he, he was putting him through the fire and he said, listen, if I ask this of you, what are you going to do? Yeah. You know, you finally received the son of promise. Now, what are you going to do? The son, yeah. your only son in the, in, uh, Genesis chapter 20, um, it's talk 22 is talking about, um, him going up that, that mountain, and God specifically said, take your son, your only son that you love. I mean, talk about hitting you right in yeah, the heart. Yeah. Here's your only son that you love. Yeah. Now, what are you going to do with this? Are you going to walk through yeah. and trust me for provision? Right up until the time where you've got the dagger in the air, are you going to yes. trust me all the way through the process? Because what happens is the, the, the testing of gold, the trial by fire, is to burn out all the other things. Yes. You don't feel yeah. sorry for the gold going through it. No. The yeah. gold's got nothing to it's worry gonna about. It's going to make it it's, through. It's all the impurities. Yeah. They get burned away. Yeah. And the Apostle Paul talked about that. The gold's carrying the glory of it. That's of exactly itself. right. It, the yeah. glory of itself. The glory of the gold is on the inside of itself. Yes. Its makeup is gold. And so like the Apostle Paul talking about, uh, thank God that us believers, we won't be at the white throne judgment, but yeah. we'll be at the judgment seat of Christ. And yeah. he said, when you get there, he said, there's a foundation laid that I laid that no man else can lay. It's done. You yeah. don't have to lay this foundation anymore. But how are you going to build on this? Because yeah. the things in life that matter are all kingdom. They're all glory-based. Yes. If, if you can't get it by faith, you don't want it in your life, I'm telling you. That's right. And, um, and so he's going to say, listen, the things that are wood, hay, and stubble, They'll be gone, but the things that are gold and precious stones, he said, those are the things that you want to be a part of yeah. your of your construction. So, um, so anyway, that's that's where a lot of people find themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about. Uh, I've really gotten a lot out of this story where they're you know, they're on the sea multiple times, and a storm comes up. And but in this one, they're on the sea. They're going to the other side. Jesus is asleep, and then this demonic storm comes up. And yes. what we see is that it looks like it's directly attached to the demonic spirit that's in the man, right. uh, the Gadarene demoniac, right? right? And so, but here they come. And this is a death storm. I, I always think about most of these guys were fishermen. They grew up on the sea. Yes, they sir. were there. They've been there. They've seen that. And when those fishermen are saying, we're all going to die, mm -hmm. obviously this was no mere Something storm. More to that. This was yes. more there. And Jesus, they get up, and I often will compare and contrast the mindset and the easy and lightness of Jesus versus the heavy and hard of the disciples. Yeah. And their mindset was, we're going to die. And Jesus' mindset was, no, the Father told me to go. I'm only doing what I saw the Father do. I only said, let's go to the other side because That's I heard right. him say it. So the Father had already given instruction, and in that instruction was provision. Jesus was looking more at the Word of God than he was looking at this storm. So he didn't, he didn't look at that. But this storm is, uh, is a pressure. You know, right. It's a temptation to drop faith. Yes. It's trying to come against them. But what was on the other side of the storm? As soon as they break through that storm, the Gadarene demoniac, you have the, the Gadarene issue of blood. Yeah, <laughs> boom, the, boom, boom. exactly. But, and even just, just with the demoniac, yeah. he goes 
and he preaches to that whole region. That's right, right. all around he, the Catholic. He breaks Boom. the good news all in those 10 cities. Yes. Like there's a breakthrough that just was on the other side of that storm. That's awesome. There was there was a revival on the other side of that storm, Can we, and so they needed to get Let's through read that. that really quick. It's in Mark yep. 4. Let's read this. <clears throat> I want to, uh, because something, when, when all this stuff with COVID started and everything, you know, started rattling uh, in the spring of 2020, I preached a message, and basically, I had never really seen this like this. And uh, Mark 4, uh, like you said, in verse 35, Jesus said, let us pass over to the other side, right? Yeah. So uh, they sent away the multitude, uh, get on down to verse 38. He was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. He had already done his job. He did yeah. his part. He preached all day. He preached on the sower, sows the word. He preached on the kingdom. Uh, the day was totally far spent. And he said, okay, I did my job. Let's go to the other side. There's your instructions. Yeah. I called each of you yeah. into this ministry to follow me. Yeah. <laughs> that was the point. Yeah. He said, when I called you into the ministry, I called you to come and follow me. Now, following me right now is let's go to the other side. Yeah. That's the instruction of the Lord. Yeah. And so when they, um, when they woke him up, they did not see his caring for them. They, these are men that lived with him that uh, walked with him, talked with him, ministered with him day in and day out. This is a huge point. The, and, and they didn't even realize that he loved them enough and cared about them enough yeah. to get them to the other side. Yes. And, and, and so he said... Right, so yeah. I, don't, I don't want to skip over that because yeah. how many people have you seen, you say, no, right here is where you put on faith. And they're right. like, Pastor, don't you care about me? That's exactly right. It's the same spirit trying to capture them. That spirit of care. Yeah. Care, fear, and worry will absolutely yeah. drive you, drive a wedge between you and your destiny because if you think it's your job to get the wedge out of the way. Yeah. You think it's your job to navigate the wedge. You think it's your job to get around the mountain or whatever. Jesus was explicit. You speak yeah. to the mountain. You speak to the storm. You have what's on the inside of you. The capacity on the inside of you is what's going to get you yes. to that other place. Yes. But people stop short of that, and they want the pastor or... And, and this is hard to, to hear, but they want God to come do it for them. Yeah, yeah. Holy Spirit is the helper, you're the doer. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. So Holy Spirit That's is good. the helper. He's always going to be the helper. In Genesis 1, he was the helper. Yeah. When he, he, the Holy Spirit moved upon the face of the water, and nothing happened until God said, light be. As soon as God said, light be, Holy Spirit went into operation and helped the will of the Father get done. The yeah. same way he helps the will of the Father get done in my life today yeah. and yours. And if you're watching today, the same yes. way he's going to help it get done in your life. But now Jesus, this is the thing that I saw. And I've been, I've preached this for years. I read it for decades. But now watch this. <laughs> he arose, verse 39. He rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And I think that part of the issue is People in life, if you're going through an issue, if you're going through some situation or circumstance, you need to speak to two different realms. And uh, here's what I mean by that. A lot of times people read this, uh, this story, this telling of what happened, and they always say Jesus spoke to the storm. And he did in a way, in a roundabout way, because it said he rebuked the storm. But watch this. It specifically said that he said, it uses the word said, he rebuked the storm, and I'm sure he used words, no, no question. Right. But then he said to the sea, and this is the problem. So many people talk to the storm, but they don't talk to their course. Yeah. 
They talk to the storm, but they don't talk to their destiny. They don't talk. The Bible says, in all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your paths. It literally means he'll make the crooked places straight. straight. He will straighten your paths and get you from point A to point B. His way, not your way, not all the roundabout ways. But so many people go through life and they're more storm conscious than they are journey conscious, than they are path conscious. And it's it's vital for us to understand that while Jesus rebuked the storm, he spoke to their their path. Because... See, that's the problem with the disciples. They were so storm conscious, they forgot that they're getting to the other side, and it's going to be based on this path that Jesus yes. told them that they were going to go. Yeah. Amen? That's right. Right. Anyway, so um, so I just think that people's past really keep them held down, keep them yeah. in bondage. How many times? Go ahead. Well, and I, I said, I preached a, a few weeks ago, probably a few months ago now, but I, I said, the storm is designed to get your eyes off of Jesus. You know, it's designed to get your, and that's a very simple point, but the point is in Christ is also our destiny. Yes. It's also in him is that light that lights our path. Yes. And so the storm is not just designed to get you on the physical and the fleshly things and the fear and the care. Right. It's designed to get your eyes off of the spiritual things, including where are you going? Because yes. think about this, when you get an attack, when you get attacked, you're not thinking about your destiny anymore. No. You're thinking about the right Survival now. Mode. I You're mean, thinking about yeah. the right now. Right. And so the devil is trying to employ some of the earthly and fleshly things that are natural to this realm right. that shouldn't be natural in this realm because we have brought heaven to earth, but because we live in a corrupted world, they have become natural. People have said, no, that's just normal. But it's not normal no, for a Christian because you're made not. differently. You have a different inheritance. You're empowered with a different power. And so when you think about that, he, the devil tries to engage all of the fleshly pressures against us right. to let us forget and take our eyes off of Christ Take our eyes off of heavenly things yes. and, and take our eyes off of that path. Take our eyes off of that destiny. That's right. Focus on the now. Don't focus on going through. So one of the things, you know, we were talking the other day about driving a motorcycle. You have, you have a motorcycle, I don't do. you? Yeah, we talked about that. And uh, we were talking about that in the class where they would say, and, it, and this was a difficult thing for me because I'd see a turn coming up. I feel like I'm going too fast in it. And I would look at the turn instead of looking where I was going. That's right. Yeah, you look through the turn. Yeah. You, don't, you don't look at what's right in front of you. You look where you want to go. That's good. And when you do that, that you will naturally pull right through that. Right. Well, it's the same way spiritual. That principle is very much the same. If you will keep your eyes on Christ and keep your eyes on the destiny that God has given to you and the path the planting that yes. you have. That's right. This, in other words, listen, the devil may be attacking my car. He may be attacking my health. He may, but I have a purpose. And, and the storm is designed to take us off of that. Get us, you know, their purpose was to get to the other side. Right. And the whole purpose of the storm was, was to get off of that path, yes. to stop that from happening. That's what the devil was after. And in the meantime, drop your faith Because and the end of the else. path was the Gadarene demoniac. It was, it that was him sharing the yeah. word, word of the gospel yes. to those 10 cities all yeah. throughout Decapolis. And, yeah. and then, obviously, they went right into uh, walking down the street, and Jairus, you know, yeah. tells him to come on, and the woman with the issue of blood. I mean, it was boom, boom, boom. There were just, it was, <laughs> and, and from the beginning, there's one thing I do want to get to here that the Lord showed me this morning, early this morning. Um, but what you were saying, a lot of people, even seasoned believers, yes, it's yeah. so easy to not think spiritually. That's right. 
It's I'm talking yeah. about people in the flesh. Is, yeah, in the flesh. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Well, yeah, that's what I meant. It's so easy to get our mind off of spiritual yeah. things yeah. and onto the physical things. Yeah. Uh, First Corinthians and, and three what one. I, and what I was saying, just so that's clear, that like I wasn't correcting. I was adding an addendum. It's easy in the flesh yeah. to get our mind off spirit. It's easy in the spirit to keep our mind on the spirit. That's right. But it's which one are you listening to and paying attention to? Yeah. So, well, the yeah. Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 3, verse 1, said that uh, he said, I wanted to speak to you about some spiritual things, but I can't. You're still yes. carnal. Yeah. He said, you you are not ready to go to the place spiritually because your answer is spirit. Yeah. Your answer, there's a spiritual course and there's a spiritual design from the inside. It's your nature. It's who you were designed and created and literally born to be. Yes. I'm not who I was. Yes. I'm not the same person I was before. And uh, the Apostle Paul talks about that in Acts chapter 26. I, I love this <clears throat> um, because I, I want to talk about new beginnings a little bit today with whatever time we have. And uh, Acts 26, he's testifying in front of King Agrippa. The chapter before, he's testifying in front of uh, Caesar's judgment seat. Um, and I'm going to go back there in a second. But look, he said this uh, in Acts 26, starting in verse 10, uh, he said, <clears throat> uh, actually, I'll, I'll read verse 9. I verily thought with myself that I ought to do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth, which thing I also did in Jerusalem and many of the saints did I shut up. Now watch what he did. Shut up in prison, having received authority from the chief priests. And when they were put to death, I gave my voice against them. Talk about rubbing salt in the wound. The guy's yeah. getting stoned right there, and, and he's hollering at them and, and yeah. giving voice against them right as they're dying. And I punished them often in every synagogue and compelled them to blaspheme. And being exceedingly mad against them, I persecuted them even unto strange cities. And believers knew what was going on. But word got out. I shared about this not long ago, but uh, matter of fact, I'll just go, I'll go back here to chapter nine really quickly, because this is when he was on the road to Damascus. And of course, uh, the Lord Jesus talked <clears throat> not only to him, but uh, he, the Lord showed up uh, to Ananias, right? And, yeah. and spoke to Ananias. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> and Jesus said this, Jesus said, arise, go uh, into the street called straight. And in, this is verse 11 of Acts nine, inquire uh, in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus, and beho for behold, he prayeth, and hath seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. Now watch what Ananias said. Talk about yeah. the man's reputation preceding him. Yeah. Ananias answered and said, Lord, I've heard by many of this man <laughs> how much evil he hath done by the saints at Jerusalem. Watch this. And here in Damascus, here he hath authority from the chief priests to bind all that call on thy name. I, yeah. That verbiage is so specific. Ananias knew that the head of the, I'll say church, but the synagogue, yeah. the chief priest, the one who was more educated than anybody of all the Israelites, yeah. of all the Jews, the chief priest who had heard of all the um, the, the words and the prophecies, and, and it was to the fathers that they were given, the right? The chief one. The chief yeah. one. Yeah. The chief one. And he, of, of all of them, should have been looking for the Messiah the most. Yeah. But the chief priest is the one who killed him, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then gave permission to all the other followers to be killed by this man. Yeah. And so he's talking about these things, but then he goes in to start testifying uh, about his conversion, starting in verse 13. I won't get into that, but back up to chapter 25 really quickly, because it says in verse 10, Paul's uh, talking to uh, at Caesar's judgment seat. He says, I'm standing here at Caesar's judgment seat where I ought to be judged. To the Jews, 
I have done no wrong, yeah. as thou very well knowest. And when I was a, a I'm talking about a baby Christian. Yeah. I was in, I mean, I had been saved for a while, but I was really new into the word. Boy, when I started getting in the word in college, went to Oral Roberts University, I mean, I was an instant word nerd. I wanted to be, <laughs> I wanted to be in the word all the time and uh, just read books on uh, the revelation of you know righteousness and and the new new creation, New Testament realities, and who I am in Christ. And this is one of the very first things I saw. And I remember I was reading through the Book of Acts. Yeah. <laughs> and my, and I read this, and I get up to chapter twenty six. I remember the day I said, "No, wait a minute." And yeah. I went back to uh, verse uh, chapter yeah. twenty five. And wait a minute, to the Jews, he did no wrong. And Brian, yeah. I, I'm telling you, I can remember that day just closing my Bible and meditating on that yes. precious, yeah. precious yeah. truth. Must have been for two hours. It felt yeah. like 12 hours. But I just sat and meditated on that. Of all the things he did, he could have boldness to stand in front of the greatest judgment seat in the known world at the yes. time and say yeah. to those Jews, I've done no wrong because I'm a new creation. That's right. I'm not the one I used to be. This man did that. I, Saul of Tarsus did that. Saul yeah. of Tarsus did that. But Paul stands before you and says, I've done no wrong to the Jews. And yeah. it just, um, it, is, it is some kind of revelation. Yeah, revelation of righteousness in that yeah. way. And I, <laughs> I think when we understand, I, I've, I've said this many times, we have a series on the three parts of man. If you don't understand the three parts of man, you are going to misinterpret many, many, many scriptures so here. And that's one of those pieces right there because at one point he is talking about uh, his new spirit, his new creation right. in Christ. And then on the other hand, he's talking about the fleshly man, basically, That's before right. he was renewed in the spirit. And you see that, and it's like, how can that be so? I've done no wrong to any man. And then I you know, I killed him, basically. Right. On, on, in one chapter later, exactly. when we see that and we understand, that, that's how we can be sitting there in the middle. I love in Romans 7, where you know that's where he says, oh, wretched man that I am. He says, who the will thing, deliver me from this body? Yeah, who will? And the answer Jesus. is Jesus. Jesus, absolutely. But before that, he's going, the thing I want to do, I don't do. And the That's thing right. I don't want to do, I do. And he understood. And, and you see He said that, the thing that was yeah. meant to be life to him, he found it to be death. Yes, because see, yeah. his flesh wanted to keep going back to that thing yes. to get its, his validation and to make himself continue to feel right about Correct. it. Correct, yeah. yeah. And you see in that moment that he had, and, and it literally says it in Romans 7, you see where he had an input from the flesh and you had an input from the spirit. And both of those were yes. being processed in the warfare of the mind, That's exactly taking right. some of those thoughts uh, captive. And But he understood those parts of himself. Yes, he did. And he understood that the real him, the real him, yeah. was completely new, made, made in the image and That's likeness exactly of God, right. a completely new creation in 2 Corinthians 5, and made the righteousness of God exactly in Christ. Right. Yeah. Made that. And when he realized that, that's who I am. So then when he came up later, and, and I've taught people this as well as myself, when you come up later to that place and you're being tempted by sin or you're being tempted by a storm, right? right? When mm -hmm. you're being tempted by that, that thing doesn't have power over you. That's right. That resurrection <laughs> inheritance, that That's resurrection right. power inheritance inside of you is greater than that. But if you don't know that, then you, you try to jump into it, it's not going to work. Right. You have to get revelation of who you are and what you've been given in Christ. And then and you can step up to that place. Let's say you're being tempted with whatever, cigarettes or something. You know, uh, Keith Moore has a story where he, a guy came to healing school, he just wanted to be healed of the cigarettes. 
And uh, he said, I want you to do this. When you're smoking, just say, I am not a smoker. You know, I, I hate right. smoking. He said, do it even while you're puffing. Only I know it's going to sound crazy to you, but what he was doing was he was applying faith to who he was in the spirit. That's right. He was speaking more the truth about his spirit being renewed than the flesh that wanted to do that because what people have done, and I've done this as well, I, and, and the world has taught us to do this, is apply more of yourself to the spirit, I mean, to the flesh man yeah. than to the spirit man. That's exactly right. And so they take their identity, what I do, these temptations, these doubts, that's who I really am. No, that might be at your core, but you are renewing your mind. That's exactly but you right. don't renew your mind from where you've been. You renew your mind from where you are. From where you are. And that's yeah. the thing. So spirit, soul, body. You are spirit, have a soul, live in a body. Yeah. <clears throat> so many times people misunderstand the salvation process. And I'll call it a process yeah. for a yeah. reason here. Because uh, the Bible talks about, I mean, if spirit speak, spiritually speaking, if you are in Christ, you are saved. You're as righteous right now That's right. as you'll ever be. In fact, you're as righteous right now spiritually as Jesus at the right hand of the Father. Yeah. Spiritually, it's a if done deal. If you're born again. If yeah. you're, that's what, yeah, if yeah. you're a believer, if you're, if you're born again. Now, but the Bible says in James chapter 1, it says we have to receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save our souls. Yes. This soulish process is it's it's a whole process of renewing our mind Romans twelve two uh, not being conformed to the world but being transformed by the renewing of your mind to what you are yes and, but it all starts off the beginning of Romans seven he's talking about uh, a woman he gives an example being the law ex law man that he was yeah. right uh, he said you know once you're dead once a, a woman um, is her spouse is dead she's free from that law and able to marry another. And he said, we've been married now to Christ. Yes. We are dead to the law. And now yes. we're, we've been uh, conjoined and, and brought together yes. with, with the, by the spirit uh, with the Lord Jesus. And so understanding that we don't have to fight these battles, even though it's a present battle, yeah. the, the victory is past. Yes. We're walking yes. out the victory now. We're seeing yes. it manifest in our life because we've got to renew our whole, are the totality of our soul, yes. um, mind, will, and emotions, to what our spiritual reality is. Yes. And once you do that, the other stuff really doesn't matter. Yes. I mean, you you yeah. learn to literally, I mean, just it, it makes no difference. Think, think you, differently. You think yeah. completely different about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, uh, I, I've watched, what the devil will do is he'll keep trying to bring up, I, it's, What's funny about that is he'll bring up, he'll be like, hey, be tempted with this. And, th and then you'll, you'll go, oh, wait, no, I don't like that. But he'll be like, you're so awful. I can't believe you thought that. You know, <laughs> right. and it's like it came out of yeah. our flesh or it came out yeah. you know, from a demon or something, you know. And uh, then he throws you the thought and then blames you for having a thought, exactly. you know. And it's like, come on. But people don't know that. They don't know about spiritual things. They don't know right. about that stuff. And so then they literally accuse themselves, walk in the condemnation exactly right. of it, and once they're, in, once they're believing that they're guilty of it, they're not believing that they're righteous. That's exactly and now right. the grace, that, you know, in Romans 4 or 5, where it says grace, I think 5, uh, comes through righteousness, yeah, right? Grace right. comes through righteousness. Yeah. Now, because they're not believing in their righteousness, there's no grace flow. Right. So there's no flow of grace. Well, the grace them, is so. always there. Uh, you shared, uh, as you were ministering yeah. over the offering last night, 2 Corinthians 9, 8 talks about abounding in that grace, yes, right? Yeah. Uh, the previous chapter says, hey, you guys have done pretty well, you know? Yeah. He said, you're, you're a church full of faith and, um, you know, all these things. He lists a bunch of things. But he said, see to it that you abound in this grace also. 
Yeah. You can pick and choose the areas that you want to believe God's word. Yes. And you can yeah. believe God's word for salvation and be born again, but just throw out uh, healing. Or, or you might believe him for prosperity, but throw out the love walk or whatever. Yeah. So you, don't, you won't get the benefits of all the full gospel because you don't dare to walk into what the Bible says is absolutely real. What you were saying That's last right. night, the Bible says this is absolutely real. And so if my reality, if I don't think that that's my reality, I'm yeah. always going to have to try to attain to something. Yeah. And so um, the believer then, see, we're, we're called believers for a reason. We are not achievers. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus achieved. He said in, in John chapter yeah. 17, that great high priestly prayer, he said, for them, I sanctified myself. Now they're sanctified through the word. Yes. And Jesus is the word and Jesus is truth and the word is truth. That's great. So if you got the Jesus tr truth word triangle there that are all working the same thing in our life. But if we don't allow ourselves to see us complete in him and him yeah. completed through us, yeah. then we won't ever step into any of the other little things about believing God for a job. Right. I mean, because we'll be so guilty and we'll have so much condemnation, yes. which is not just a feeling. Like that's been dumbed down, uh, I think, in a lot of circles, uh, not knowingly, but people will say, um, I can't make it to the prayer meeting. And then somebody else will say, well, there's no condemnation. Like you don't have to feel guilty about yeah, that, right? Yeah. Really, condemnation in the biblical sense is a, it's, it's more of a picture of a sentence. Like the judge slams yes. his gavel and now I'm condemned to serve yeah. a sentence. Yeah. And in Christ, that's why the Bible says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, right? So those people who are in Christ, they don't have the same sentence because he took the sentence for me. Yes. He stepped in yes. for me in my place, received the judgment so I can walk judgment-free. Yes. Now I can live a life free of a free course, able to do whatever he's called me to do. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. That's all. And that that's one of those realities we have to get a hold of in the word, you know, and just right. see um where where is it? I think it's in the um I think it's like John 17 where it says, I that I love them, you love them as much as as much yeah, as you John love 17, me. 20, yeah, I think twenty. Yeah, you love them. You as love the people as, love as much as you love me. Right. And when we get that reality, when we get that reality of that, all of a sudden these things clear up. Yeah. But but then the devil, it, it's not like the devil just stops. You right. know, it, all right, <laughs> they're born again now. Just leave them alone. You <laughs> no, know, that's no. not how he thinks. He's right. like, I'm gonna keep throwing things at them. I'm a, and I have a vision of something I ministered this way. It's like we have a, a series of, of buttons like on our back. You know, okay, one yeah. is a temptation to uh, to sin this way, or a temptation to drop faith, or whatever. And and the devil just like presses all these buttons on a regular basis. And when he finds one, he just keeps hitting that button until right. you get victory over it. And yeah. he'll just keep, you know, if it's flowing in your emotions, he'll just keep hitting that instead of flowing by the spirit, being right. led by the spirit. If it if it's a temptation to smoke cigarettes or whatever, he'll just keep hitting that button. Right. Because as long as he hits that and it works, you're gonna be tempted to be in that condemnation, exactly right. walking by the legalism of the law instead of by faith in the price that Jesus already paid. And so then one of the things that you see is he will constantly just make you feel, this, this is the error. If we will not pay attention to who our flesh man is, right. when the Holy Ghost comes, and uh, we were, Mark and I were having a conversation not too long ago, and she felt like she had to find all mm. the areas to work on. Mm. I said, you don't have to do that. No. I said, that's why you have the Holy Spirit. He's right. written his law in your heart. If the Holy Spirit has not brought it up to you, don't go looking for the that's issue. Good. 
There's, because when he brings it up to you, now there's a word and there's provision to bring it about. Right. But be in the word, be in the word. And then when the Holy Spirit says, hey, fix this. Okay, right. then fix that. Yeah. You don't have to go looking for, for that. But because we've all been that way at some mm -hmm. point, then what we're doing is like we're, the thing about uh, condemnation, the thing about being in a corruption is, I've said this multiple times, is in that corruption, our flesh always wants to pay a penalty. Right. It always wants to pay always a price. Always have to earn your way. And Jesus said system. to me, he, the Lord said to me very clearly years ago, he said, there's already been a payment made right. and you will never pay a higher payment. That's exactly and right. And I went, oh my God, that set me free. You know, and, and that'll actually, a lot of the word of faith where people get off in a ditch, that'll, that'll clear that up, that one statement. Because you know? a lot of times those ditches, in yeah. any, whether it's word of faith or whatever it is, those ditches are all designed to put the, the focus on you. Yes. Anything, yeah. anything that puts the focus on you and takes the focus off Jesus yeah. is automatically yes. you can throw yes. it out right now. That's because right. the enemy, I mean, he's got a lot of names, right? Uh, Beelzebub, that great dragon, uh, yeah. the deceiver, yeah. right? the wicked one. The accuser. The accuser, that's where I was yeah. going last. But um, that, <laughs> uh, that's all right. But the wicked one, like, for example, wicked just means twisted. Yeah. There's no originality in Satan. Yeah. So we yeah. get the same word wicked, wicker, like wicker furniture, as wicked. Same, same word origin. It literally means that he takes something and he twists it and he mangles it so much yeah. that by the time he's done with it, you, don't, you can't even recognize what began to be truth in your life. Yeah. He's twisted it so much that you dare to believe what you're seeing. That's why we walk by faith and not by sight. That's why we look at the things which are unseen because yeah. the things which are seen are temporary. They're all subject to change. Yeah. But the accuser of the brethren, who's night and day, night and day, Pastor, yeah. night and day, his job is continually to tell you that it's not good enough. That's right. Whatever yeah. you can yeah. do is not good enough. That's and right. so I just decided a long time ago to agree with him. Whatever I can do is not good <laughs> yeah. enough. You're right. That's one You're thing right. that we can agree on. Yeah. I'm not good enough. But I'll tell you one who is. Yeah. And yeah. his name is Jesus, and he has already bruised your head with his heel, yeah. and it's already done. So I don't even need to have this conversation anymore. That's yeah. the only thing that Satan and I ever yeah. agree on is I'm not good enough. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and to go further. In and, and of myself. That's why I'm in, saying. In yeah. Christ. Yeah. In Christ, I can do all things. Yeah. But you understand what I'm saying. I do. And that's why I'll make very clear is yeah. in and of ourself without right. Jesus in the flesh. In the flesh. And my works are never going to be good enough that's in exactly that right. way. And then we agree on that. It, but the issue is, and that's that's where I was going in this, is we must be more spirit-minded than we have to be flesh-minded. That's exactly in other words, right. Which voice, you know, which volume have we turned up more? Right. And if that volume coming from our flesh, which is what the world has taught us to listen to, mm -hmm. the world has taught us to listen everywhere, all around us, the world is teaching us to listen to our flesh, turn the volume up on the flesh. And what we have to do is we have to go into this word and see the truth of it that says, don't turn the volume up on the flesh, the mind, the will, the logic, the emotions. Right. Don't, don't turn that volume up. Turn the volume up on the spirit. And when you go into Romans 8, so he's talking about that wicked man, but then he goes into how to fix it. That's and right. Romans 8, in the first few verses, verse 6, you know, the mind set on the flesh That's it. is death. Right. It's death. Don't, so why do that? Don't even why, go there. Why generate and originate from logic, will, emotions? Why right. generate from there when we have such a superior source of a mindset on the spirit? Right. And the children, it goes on in Romans 8, the children of God are led by the spirit, spirit of, of God. God. That's right. And when we're led by the spirit, it says the mind set, set. That's exactly this, right. Set 
It's set. It's set there. I'm not moving That's it. That's exactly it right. It is in place. So see, we need to take some time to set our mind and set our mindset. Right. So that, no, this, when we see it in the Word, this is how to do it. Okay, I will do this for the rest of my days. I will do it this way. I set my mind. Many times, the this has really helped me over the years is, when I actually would, I'd go back and forth and I'd flip-flop back and forth between the spirit and the flesh and I'd go back and forth. I found that I was leaving options open. I was leaving options. But when I see that it's God and this is his way, I set well, that's my what, mind. That's what Jesus yeah. did. He set his face like a flint and he that's said, right. listen, all these yeah. other things are not going to move me. Yeah. I have a course. I have a destiny that I have to get accomplished. Um, Romans 12, verse 1 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies... A living, living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. The verse before, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I always wondered, present your bodies a living sacrifice. I was meditating on that one day and just uh, allowing the Lord to just speak to me. And uh, I heard so clearly, your body is where your five senses are. Yes. That's where you see, hear, taste, touch, and smell. And so you've got to keep your body in subjection and sacrifice what you see. Yes. What you hear, what you taste, touch, and smell for the reality. Because it says back here, uh, right before, I mean, this wasn't written in chapter and verse, but verse 33 of the previous chapter says, Oh, the depth of the riches, yes. both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, or who hath been his counselor, or who has first uh, given to him, and it shall be recompensed unto him again. For, for of him and through him and to him are all things to whom be glory forever. And then it says, so I beseech you, therefore. Yeah. Right? That's why the therefore is therefore. Yeah. He said, there's all this wisdom and knowledge and revelation laid up for you, the depth. Yes. And no mind, can, no mind can comprehend that, but yeah. you have to keep your bodies in subjection. Yeah. You've got to decide that it's not what you see, what you hear. It's not about anything you see on the news. It's not even about what yeah. your best friend comes to you and says or being pulled emotionally in one way or another to feel like you got to get off course over here. Yeah. It's renewing your mind to the word of God because only in that, yes. only, I mean, Isaiah 55, you yeah. know, it says so many people preach the, the bad news half of it yeah. and say, you know, his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And they just end there, right? <laughs> Where I guess I'll never figure it out. His, cause his ways are so much higher. He's doing something and I can't figure it out. But no, the whole point <laughs> of that prophetic utterance yeah. was that, Hey, just like the rain and the snow comes down thither. I like King James. Uh, there, thither, <laughs> and doesn't return thither, comes down and doesn't return thither, so shall my word be. And yes. I, there, I think, I believe it with my whole will heart, not return it void. will not return yeah. void. It'll accomplish Please. the thing where I yes. send it to uh, what pleases the Father. And I think there's two meanings there. Number yeah. one, the word, yes. but certainly Jesus. If, G, if God sent Jesus, don't you know? He said the word that I sent forth will accomplish. Yes. Jesus accomplished it. Yes. And there's nothing we have to do to add to it. There's a, certainly nothing we can do to take away from it. Yes. There's nothing the enemy can do to take away from it. But when we can rest in that, yes. then we can just be about our Father's business yeah. and uh, and go through our course with joy for the yes. joy set before us. You know, we can endure anything. We can despise the shame. If Jesus could despise the shame, yeah. I can despise yeah. the shame. It doesn't matter what they say about me on Facebook. I went through <laughs> some some kind of a trial a couple weeks ago uh, in Lebanon, Lebanon. <laughs> our hometown in Lebanon, um, at one of the elementary schools in Lebanon. The after-school Satan club came 
and we're the second one in the nation. One in, um, one in Illinois, I think, was the first one a few weeks prior to us. The second one is right across the street from our church. You can see the elementary school from our church. And, uh, and I was interviewed by Channel 12 News out of Cincinnati, and uh, it was an opportunity. An opportunity presented itself to share the gospel. But see, <laughs> if we shrink back yeah. and shirk back, and say, well, I just don't have any idea what's going on here. You know, Satan's moving into town, and what are we going to do? This used to be a Christian town, you know. And uh, my brother, they took they can't kids can't talk about God in school, and they took prayer out of school. No, they did not take God out of school. As long as my kid is yeah. there, my kid's in Christian school right now. But as long as my yeah. kid was there up until this year, as long as my two kids are yeah. there, God's there every day. Yeah. As long as they're there, they're praying every day. Yeah. I know. I mean, my daughter and my son had stories. Of, of kids that they would be able to help and pray for yeah. right there on the playground. My goodness, God is alive and well. Yeah. But it's only when we yield to his will and just start being about it. Be about yeah. the Father's business. Just um, one thing that I did have laid on my heart that I want to speak into this church. I'm going to speak it into my church too. Um, I'm going to speak it into any pastors that are watching. Um, it, it, it's not really much of a shift, but I wanted to look at the first few days really and weeks of Jesus' ministry and the Lord showed me something this yeah. morning in, in yeah, my we, hotel room. I mean, and hold that for just yes, a second. Sir. Yes, sir. So one of the things that we've, you know, we basically wanted to say how to how to start with power, which I think that's yeah. where you're going a yeah. little bit. But what we've really talked about so far today is how to finish with power. Right. You know, and that will probably tra- change it to how to start and finish with power. <laughs> but before we move into that, I want to go back to Romans 12, yeah. and verse 1, where yes. it says, a living sacrifice and one of the things that, and there's a deception, Brother Tracy has been talking about this recently, is there's a deception that, we're, that, we, that we accept that we're martyrs, right? right? And we actually will end our race sooner than Jesus calls for. That's good. And, but what you see in that verse is that you are a living, living sacrifice. sacrifice. That's exactly yeah. right. And that, living, yeah, well, that's ahead. why I just wanted to point out what I, yeah. what I said. The next thing in the Amplified Bible, it says, make a decisive dedication of your bodies, yeah. presenting all your members and faculties. So it's the things that you are des- you, you're, um, shown from kindergarten, right? We're taught yeah. all kinds of lies. You can yeah. be anything you want to be. Well, that's no, a lie from the pit of that's the enemy. Right. Yeah, that's the, right. you can be anything God wants you to be, whatever yeah. God calls you to be. We started telling our kids at the very beginning, don't be whatever you want to yeah. be. You know, find out what makes you happy and then find a way to make money at it. Well, that sounds really good, but yeah. then all of a sudden your entire career is going to be built on your happiness. It's and on as soon you. as, as, yeah. soon as you're not happy anymore, yeah. God must not have called me into this. Well, yeah. you're being your whole de- uh, decision for your um your career was based on an emotion. Yeah, yeah. What made you happy? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think was going to happen to it? Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, and that's the, you, we can be anything that God tells us that's we can exactly be. That's right. what we have the ability, and that's, yes, that's how to correct that. But what you see there is we are called to life. Yeah. We are called to his fullness, right? Yes. But it's the fullness in the spirit. And one of the things that you see there is when we have that mindset, when, when we get down to it, and this is where I find that most people falter, this is where I've faltered in the past, this, this is what taught me this, is when we see, and I'll come back to that verse at, at yeah. the end of this, is when we see, okay, we go through the word or we get, we get a word from the Lord by the Holy Ghost and we know it's God either in scripture or the Lord has spoken to us directly, and we determine, all right, this way is God, mm-hmm. this way is the flesh, right. then what we should do is we should crucify that way. Yes. And when you see that living sacrifice, you're alive through the Spirit. That's good. But I have crucified those ways. 
right. those faculties, those paths. I've crucified those paths that lead to death. death. And even though I'm alive, I will not ever operate by those ways again. That's I make correct. a decision. And so now I have cut off that option. And the devil, like with the button analogy, he's hitting there and he's hitting that button, but that wire's been well, that's cut. Why, that's it doesn't what, what work anymore. Said, I'm yeah. dead to sin, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Think, well, think about the, the sacrifice there. So I'm alive and I'm living. That's right. But I have cut off the, the temptation and the options and the ways. Yes. Think about a sacrifice once it is sacrificed. You are a living sacrifice. That thing is not moving. That's exactly It right. has no life in it left anymore. Right. I have crucified that flesh. There's no option to do it that way any longer. That's exactly right. And when we, see, if we'll just take God at his word and do that quickly, it, everything simplifies. It truly gets easy. And yeah. it's like, no, this is right. I'm going with Well, it, let me encourage so. somebody. Let me just look right at you right now. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now that it does get easier. Yes, at yes. At first, it might seem like the most difficult thing you've ever done. At first, it might. you may think, this has taken me six months to get over this hump. Well, the next time, it'll take five and a half months or five months and four months. And you can get to a place in your walk with the Lord Jesus where you are so convinced that his ways are right. His, right, yes, He rules yes. his kingdom with a scepter of righteousness. He is right. What his word says is right. It's right. And so when you just determine that, it gets easier yes, and easier yes. and easier and quicker and quicker. And yeah. before you know it, you can make decisions on the fly and the enemy can so come. So simple. And like Jesus yeah. said, the enemy comes, he finds there's nothing in me for him to find. There's yeah. no button for him to push yeah. that is anywhere close to going to get me to get a reaction. Yeah, that's right. And all of a sudden now it's, it's smooth sailing. The storm goes away. Right. Yeah. But I think that, that, I, think that we, I needed to say that because a lot of times yeah. Christianity is presented in some circles as you give your life to the Lord Jesus and everything then becomes a bed of roses. And they no, wouldn't no, really no. say yeah, it yeah. that way. But it, no. there are some things that come across and it's almost like, well, you just need to pray more. Just declare the word. And that's where this thing that's meant to Man. be so beautiful, it becomes a, a works, it, yeah. well, a payment. Yeah. It becomes works righteousness. And all of a sudden you think for God to move in your life. Yeah. God, you don't, listen, you don't have to, you just do not have to get God to move in your life. God has moved. Faith doesn't move God. Faith moves you into yes. a place where yeah. you can flow in his spirit and be subjected to what he's already done. God has already settled this deal. I'm telling you, yes, ladies and gentlemen, has. he has settled it. His ways are right, and there's a destiny for this planet. It's not good, but yours supersedes the planet because yes. there's going to be a new heaven yeah. and a new earth. And John saw a new city, Jerusalem, coming out, and God's going to make his home with men, yeah. and that's the final part of salvation. So <laughs> yeah. spiritually, we've been saved. I'm yeah. saved, done deal. In my emotions, I'm being saved yes. as I as I receive with meekness the engrafted word. And bless God, someday there's going to be a final salvation of my body yeah. where yeah. I'm all all of a sudden this trinity that God made me to be is going to be back in harmony yeah. exactly how he intended from the very beginning. Glory be, be to God. Beautiful. Get that ready. Yeah. And as we're talking about that, so here's what will happen. As you learn it, what, what Pastor Anthony said is exactly true. It does get easier. It gets easier and easier. Now, I want you to see this. It's not because the temptations and the pressures of the world subside. The temptations right. will still come. Persecutions will still come. The difference is, and you can see it on Jesus in that boat with the disciples, the disciples were in hard and heavy. Jesus was in easy and light. 
The way that it gets easier is not because what you perceive in this world gets easier. It's that the grace inside of you through your righteousness rises up to meet it at a way that makes it easier for you. And that's why he says, come to me, do it my way. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. So some people think that as soon as you start adopting these things, all the trials go away. Right. That, that's no, not the no, no, case. No. no. But there's something that rises up inside of you that makes it easier. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. So you'll go through what other people say, man, that's so hard. And you'll be like, I didn't think it was hard. Matthew 11, that so, scripture you just quoted yeah. in the Message Bible, I think it is, um, said, says, follow me, walk with me, watch how I do it. Yes. He says, my yoke is yes. easy, my burden is light. Um, and I don't think that it's any coincidence that he used those two words, right? Yoke and, yeah. and burden. Because uh, he found himself in Isaiah uh, ten twenty seven, yes. I believe yep. it is uh, the the burden removing yoke destroying power of God. The burden will be removed. His burden will yes. be removed off of your neck. See, there was a burden that you weren't meant to carry. That's right. Only Jesus could carry. That's right. There was a yoke that was meant for him to be the only one that could destroy. And that's why he found himself. Christ was not his last name, ladies and gentlemen. I <laughs> that's got right. For you. Uh, his last name was of Nazareth. Right? Yes. So Jesus of Nazareth, I think that was his last name. Right? I'm pretty sure. I'm kidding, it's a yeah. joke. But no, Christ means the anointed one, his anointing. And so you as a Christian, as a Christian, as an, an, an anointed one, yes. you can walk lockstep with the Lord Jesus. That's right. And his burden becomes... By the all, anointing. All the, by the anointing. That's by what it anointing. is. The anointing flows in... In you, you're yeah. an anointed one. Glory be to God. Are we going <laughs> we, on hour we two? Probably, we, we won't go yeah. hour two, but just give me a couple more yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, go Because I just want right to share, I just right share this. I think and we could do this all day. We this could, is, for, yeah. for sure, for sure. <laughs> but uh, I'm just going to go through a couple of verses of Scripture. And uh, literally, at least Matthew, Mark, and Luke, I may or may not go to John just for time's sake. But um, the very beginning of Jesus' ministry, the Lord showed me some things this okay. morning about this. In Matthew chapter 4, um, <clears throat> This is right after verse 17. From that time, Jesus began to preach saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That word repent means to change your mind. What he's yeah. saying is uh, in, in uh, Mark 1.16, I think 1.15, I believe it is. He said, repent and believe the gospel. You've got to, I apologize. I'm making this lady back here. Uh, repent and believe the gospel. You've got to change your mind about what the gospel is because you can't receive good news in a law mentality. You cannot receive, good news does not make sense to a person who thinks that it's up to them. Good news is that Jesus paved the way. I get in on what he did. He took what I deserved so that I could receive what he deserved. And it says here, on down past this, uh, verse 19, he said, follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. So I just want to put him in context where we are in the life of Jesus. He's literally just assembling his disciple team, okay? And right at the end of this chapter, they immediately, verse 22 says, they immediately left their ship and their father and followed him. And Jesus went, watch this, verse 23. Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel, the good news of the kingdom, the good news of there's a new king here that has dominion. Where the king has dominion, we get to walk in a new kingdom yeah. and healing all manner of sickness, all manner of disease among the people. Now watch this. This is, this is before any of the other stuff. Yeah. This is before, I mean, wait till you see in Mark, it's in chapter one. I mean, it's before all the rest of this gospel. Verse 27, 24 rather says, and his fame went throughout all Syria 
And they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with divers diseases and torments, and those which were possessed with devils, and those which were lunatic, and those that had the palsy, and he healed them. And there followed him great multitudes of people from Galilee, and from Decapolis, and from Jerusalem, and from Judea, and from beyond Jordan. Now this was before he stepped out and did any yeah. Any of the miracles that we see and know in the book of Matthew. Right. I'm just going to, for time's sake, let's just go right to Mark chapter 1. And it's at the very end, again, of this chapter. And he says, let's see here. Or it says in verse, let's see, uh, verse 45. I'm just going to get right to the point here. There's a little bit more to share, but I'll just, I'm going to get right to something here for you and for Boomerang Church. And for me and for any other pastor out there that's been struggling with some things, with, with obscurity, with I know that we're supposed to be growing, I know that God's got plans for us, I'm telling you this is speaking to us today. Yeah. Verse 45, but he went out and began to publish it much and to blaze abroad the matter insomuch that Jesus could no more openly enter into the city but was without in desert places. He was out on a country road. And they came to him from every quarter. Yeah. From every quarter. Yeah. I'm going to pause here. We're going to go to Luke and maybe John also. But I'm going to pause yeah. here for a second. I'm going to say this. some faith there. I'm going to say this. You don't have to have 25 acres right in town square. Yeah. You don't have to be on the, the, the busiest, most major interstate. If you are on fire, people will come to watch you burn. If yeah. you have the real, the tangible, if you know who you are in Christ and you have an atmosphere where the Spirit of God can move and people's yeah. lives can be changed, they'll come from every quarter. I don't know what the equivalent would be from here. You know, I don't know this area as well. But in my hometown, I know Cincinnati, Dayton, they, you could go in quarters. You could put them all. They're going to come from everywhere to see what God is yeah. doing. Glory be to God. Yeah. Luke, if you want to add anything to that as, as we're going, please feel no, free. Go ahead. Luke chapter 3, I believe it is. I just, I would say, you know, it's not okay just to read this and see that it happened in Jesus' ministry. We have to apply faith to that. That's it. This is the victory that overcomes the world That's or right. the lack in the world or the corruption of the world. That's what's represented there uh, is even our faith. And so we have to say, okay, Lord, I see this promise you did for Jesus. And as I read this, I believe and we receive as a church, yes. as a people, we receive this same anointing to make it easy to walk with him, do it his way. All right, I want his way to become right. my way. Then I'm going to put faith on there. I'm going to put faith on what God the Father did for Jesus in his ministry. I'm going to put faith on it for us as well. That's right. So Luke 4, um, very uh, verse 18 is the first time Jesus, you know, that we see him recorded uh, teaching in the synagogue, that we have his words recorded. But then if you go to the end of the chapter, again, I'm skipping to the main points here, but the end of the chapter, verse 42, and when, this is Luke 4, 42, and when it was day, he departed and went into a desert place, and the people sought him and came unto him and stayed him that he should <laughs> not depart from them. Now, this is the yeah. good news. This is, this will tell you, he, he kind of came in on a little bit what I was going to say. This is for everybody. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. isn't just for Jesus. This yeah. is for every town. This isn't just for where he showed up the first time and this was it and this, this is all she wrote. He came to, and he said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also, for therefore am I sent. And he preached in the synagogues of Galilee. And uh, we won't go to the book of John right now, but I'll just say this. 
I believe with my whole heart that there is uh, a remnant of the real church. Yes. And I had conversations about this. You preached it several years ago. I've preached it a lot in my church. There is a definite real church versus, yeah. versus the facade church. Yeah. And we are a gathering of citizens called out yeah. to, make, to declare domain and dominion and rule and reign in our region. Yes. And, and I just believe that there's a remnant of churches, of pastors, of ministers, of people that are not going to relent off of this. Yeah. They're not going to yeah. hold back. They're not going to come back and say, no, listen, I think we need to do this. Listen, I'm telling you right now, ladies and gentlemen, this guy has some of the best teaching on leadership that there is. I mean, in fact, I want to, if you give it to me, I won't have to steal it. But if you, yeah, I'm about to get some of that before I go. Uh, he's got some great PowerPoints. I think on his website, you have some of your teaching, a video teaching on your website, yeah. free resources, take advantage of it. And that's all wonderful. But if we get more concerned now, now I, this is, I have a YouTube page too and Facebook and other thing. So I'm talking about both of us. If we or anybody gets more concerned no, with one your. Second. Um, fine. I don't know where buddy is. Find that link to his page and go ahead and put it up there so people can go and follow. Oh, yeah. it's a, uh, So website, the website is anthonywade.org. Okay. And then you can search for us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube under Anthony Wade Ministries. All yep. one word. Anthony okay, Wade he, Ministries. He, he already so uh, he already put it in the description. Yeah. Well, what a guy. Buddy's awesome. Uh, even though we, we kind of uh, jabbed him a little bit on the what's real thing. Uh, is that real or what? I, kind of jabbed him a lot, but the question is, did we do it enough? No, I'm not the, sure. question, the answer is no. The answer is absolutely not. We did not. <laughs> um, but I'll, but I'll, I'll just say this. Listen, um, there is a remnant. There, is, there are men and women, and I, you and I know many of them, the world over and certainly the United States over, that are standing up yes. and saying that yeah. this is not about a website. Websites are yeah. necessary. We, can, we have to have websites. We have to have social media. We have to have YouTube to get the word out. This is a wonderful, marvelous tool. Yeah. But I know, um, <laughs> I'm going to tread lightly here, I know a lot of people that have really snazzy YouTube pages and there's no power behind it. No. I, ha I know a lot of people. So it's not that. It's yeah. not about putting on a smoke and mirror show so you can get people, distract people from what's really going yeah. on over here while yeah. I show you my fancy cameras. No, this is presenting the power. God was anointed. Jesus of Nazareth was anointed with the Holy Ghost and power so yeah. that he could go out and do good. Yes. How can we do it any differently than yeah. being anointed with the Holy Ghost and power? We were, we were talking last night with Brother Tracy after the meeting about how the Lord had spoken to him about the perfect will of God was found in the manifestation of the Holy Ghost. That's exactly right. And, that, and we're not going to get into the details, but it's Scripture. It's absolutely and, Scripture. And if you can, I, it doesn't matter what you label it as. If right. you're not carrying good news with power, you're missing it. And that's even defined in Romans uh, where, where you actually see, he said, we went about and we preached this good news, the full gospel. And then he said, and then he defined it, the full gospel with Power, right? With power, exactly. So. And that grace is available. Yeah. Uh, I'll just end yeah. up by saying this: this grace is available, but it must be received and walked into through faith. The yes. Bible says Romans four yeah. sixteen, I believe it is. One of my favorite verses says, "Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace." Grace yes. is always there. Titus two eleven says, "The grace of yes. God for salvation has appeared to all men." Yes. But until you apply faith and until you declare, "I'm going to walk into this and this belongs yes. to me," yeah. then there could be all the grace in the world laying over there in a big pile at the other side of the room until you walk over by faith and start applying it to your life. Bad yeah. illustration, because really all the grace is on the inside of you. But yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Until you tap into yeah. it and let it flow. Um, I mean, that's how you're saved. By grace, you're saved through faith. It's at the intersection of grace and faith. Is that's 
That's where we get the victory and walk out yeah. God's will in every area of our well, life. Well, righteousness, you know, just real simply, if you want to walk into grace, righteousness is what unlocks the key. You see that in Romans 4, Romans 5. I yep. need to look at that verse. Um, but it says it's through gra- through righteousness. Grace through righteousness is yep. the wording of it. So, And you'll notice that when you're born, are we saved by grace? Yes, we're saved by grace, but how did grace get there to save us? Right, yeah. it saved us when we believed on Christ and received our righteousness That's in exactly Romans right. ten nine and yeah. ten. So righteousness unlocks and opens the door to grace, but the and opens the door to grace to flow into our life. It's sitting there, it's ready, it's at the ready. But then we apply it and we move into the verse I was talking about last night, Second Corinthians nine eight. Right. All of the absolutes of God's grace. You know, in right. all ways, in every place, in everything, abounding, all sufficiency. Yeah, all of that is released. That That's sitting there because of verse 6 right. and 7, where it talks about so we purposed in our heart. Right. We purposed. We got intentional in our heart. In other words, I decided, so let's apply this to an everyday life so you can see it. I decided I need grace in my life I or and this is where it really should start, I decided I want to give to the Lord lovingly my life, my choices, seed in some form, whether it be finances or if it's just I want to sow into him fasting and utilize the tool that God's given me in fasting. And so I decide I'm going to sow my food into it. Or let's go to this. Then let's say this, I decide... I am going to not live by emotions or feelings. I'm going to live by the Spirit. Yeah. So when the emotions and the feelings come, which they will, then I have purposed in my heart. No, I've set my mind. Right. And I've purposed in my heart, I'm going to do this, Lord, your way. I'm, I'm going to do this and watch your yoke, and I'm going to take your yoke upon me. I'm going to let you lead me. You're connected to me in this, and you will give a gentle, uh, don't do it this way, do it that way. I've set it in my mind, I've set it in my heart, and I purpose myself forever from this day forward, Lord, I will sow my leading by the Spirit into you, not leading by the flesh or emotion or by that temptation. I will leave it. And all of a sudden, when we set our heart, for real, set our heart. And this is where a lot of people, they'll agree with it mentally. Yes, amen, that's a good point. I see where the scripture says that. But they don't set their heart. Got to set. Yeah, that's exactly right. And he says, when you set your heart and you become intentional in your heart, I will give seed to the sower. There you go. And that seed unlocks that supernatural grace to come into being and be manifest. And that's where you'll have an abundance for every good work. So there's a way of God there, but we have to purpose in our heart for the purposes of loving on the Father. And when we purpose and are intentional in our heart, grace is released in in all sufficiency. And so whether that's a temptation to do things in the flesh or whether that's me, I want to purpose myself to fast or whether it's I purpose myself to sow finances or sow time. But whatever you purpose in your heart to sow, God will give you grace. That grace is at the ready. Now, the only thing that... And he ministers seed to the sower. Yeah, he ministers. he not only gives you the grace, he gives you the actual... Yes. Uh, ability to be able to do it too. Yeah, over and above what you had. That's, that's exactly not right. seed that you had before. No, that's right. That's an that's an over and above you're already what you have budgeted. So yeah. it's like the talents. If you if you had five talents, but you purpose yourself to expand those talents, 
God will give you the talents in multiplication or the seed to multiply those talents. And not only that, sometimes yeah. that, that extra will come from those who buried theirs. Yes. Because he'll take it from That's the right. one that buried That is true. To... Yeah. He'll give it to the <laughs> yeah, one that can. understands how to be fruitful. That's exactly right. And productive. Yeah. And so we have, to, we have to purpose in our heart. So like with those verses you just said, all right, I just saw where Jesus, I've not seen that connection that you just pointed out. But I, I know it didn't this. take. Well, here's the thing. Let me, if I can just, yeah. if you remember that thought, because here, here's what the Lord was showing me in my hotel room this morning. It didn't take three and a half years to build a great ministry, to build a huge no, ministry. No, before the first chapter of Mark was even done, he couldn't even go into the city. Yeah, I mean, he had to stay outside. I mean, so all the other miracles. I mean, you can go right the very next. Flip the page to chapter two, and there's the man being let down from the roof. Yeah. And then you got, I mean, you can go all the way throughout it. You know, Mark yeah. four, the he preached on uh, the sower sows the word, and and That's silencing good. the storm, and the madman of Gadara, and yeah. and uh, Jairus's daughter, all the way through uh, chapter eleven, ta- teaching on faith and all this. Yeah. Things. All that came after him being so wildly and massively popular that he couldn't even go to town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I always had this picture. I don't know about you, but I always had this picture of. You know, because I look look at it through the way we think we have to do it, right? Right. You sow these seeds. Oh, okay, we had 11 people come to church. We're now, okay, now we're up to That's 50 good. people. Now we're up yeah. to 60 people. Now we're up to 125. Oh, now we're starting to have a ministry. No, Jesus, the ministry was on the inside of yes. it. He didn't have to have any of those things manifest. He knew he was called when he came up out of the River Jordan and Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove. Yep. His ministry was His ready. His time had come. <laughs> His time yeah. had come. Yeah. He's ready to go. Yeah. It's just a matter of the people finding out about what you have to offer. That's yeah. all it is. Well, and and the revelation that we've not had is all of that's within us already. That's right. And we're and we're now the, the point. one of the other ditches. You can go out there and try to build your own house with it, and you can get right. into a jam because the Lord. You need a word. You need to be in ministry because God gave you a word, not because <laughs> you just said, "Well, I want to be like Jesus." Yeah, you know, yeah, you right. Can't do that. Yeah. So there's you have these. That's why it's so good to have a loving pastor that knows the word. That can help you. Well, help I mean, you walk what you that said was set, right? The set yeah. place. God has set every member in the body as it pleased Him, right? Yeah. First Corinthians twelve. So understanding that just because you may not have a microphone, just because you may not be part of the fivefold yeah. ministry, some might say fourfold ministry, pastors and teachers. Some might argue that's one. But anyway, <laughs> uh, all that aside, just because you don't have a microphone, every single one of us has an at something about the kingdom and anointing to administer to the body of Christ. Yeah. Whatever you're called to add ministry, that's add minister, that's your ministry. Yes. So it doesn't matter. We're all, we've all been called to be able ministers. Yes. In fact, um, the Apostle Paul in uh, 2 Corinthians 3 says that we're able ministers. I mean, we'll just get going too yeah. long if we keep going on this. But <laughs> I'm just saying, I thought yeah. that's, you said yeah. 2 Corinthians 3 earlier this morning to me. I was like, I thought that was it, the able and adequate minister. I love that, that verse. Yeah. Like, it yeah. blew up inside of me a few years ago. But just, just look at it like this. You know, when... Apply this to you in your life, however it should be. When you see that Jesus had that ministry that legitimately blew up right from the beginning, right? right, Then what we can say is say, I see that I am to follow those who faith and through faith and patience inherit the promises. Jesus definitely qualifies for that. (laughs) So I am to follow everything that he did. And when you go back to John 17, you'll see uh, that he he says that— we were sent the same way Jesus was sent. That's right. So when you when as you, you com- sent me, so send I. When you yeah. apply that 
And he's right. talking to every believer, not just the disciples in front That's of him. Exactly right. verse, you know, verse 18 and verse 20, you'll see that he's talking to everyone that will believe on him through, through his their word. word. That's right. Yeah. So one of the things that you see is that when you take that and apply it to those verses in Matthew, Mark, and Luke that we just looked at, right. I'm sent in the same way. That's so exactly right. I'm sent with a ministry. There Now, there may be some foundational pieces that I need to work on on me. That's what I found. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I need, there are some things... I needed to have worked out in me in order to do everything. And that goes back to, I prayed early on and said, Lord, I want to get up to heaven right. and find out I did good, but I only did 50%. Right. Like, I don't want that. I want it all. I want, I want to be well-pleasing in your sight That's right. for you, and I want to accomplish it all. If that takes more of a dedication in some area or whatever, you walk me through it. I'll, right. Whatever you lead me to do, I will follow you. If it takes a little bit more foundational time before the walls come up and people can see it, I'm good with that. Right. And, and Jesus had that. Because sure. it wasn't until, remember, they tried to get him to do stuff ahead of time. He said, Mom, yeah, that's right. it's not my time yet. Exactly. It's not my time yet. Yeah. He knew there was a moment. But all of that was preparation and increase in Luke uh, 252. He kept increasing exactly in right. wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. Mm -hmm. But then when the trigger was pulled and it was time for that explosion, Right. He put faith, if I'm going to follow him, he put faith for the multitude to be a king's glory in Proverbs 14, 28. He, he put faith, God, you, this multitude is for your glory. That's right. And I can't read that verse and, and see how I can sit back and go, no, you know, we, don't have to have, we don't have to yeah. have that. Yeah. Now, I can see how I need to be content. Like a lot of times, a lot of times people and ministers in a small church don't realize what they're actually doing. They don't realize the eternal value right. of, of that local church. And, and we have this idea that numbers equal success in that way. And numbers are important. But don't be miscontent because you're in a foundational period. But don't right. sit back on your faith and not believe God for increase. That's exactly they right. go together. They can go together and watch how the Lord will do it. It'll be awesome. But I, I can't read those verses you know, from this day forward and go, no, I, I'm believing God for coming out of obscurity. I'm That's believing right. God for coming out of a lack of momentum. I will put faith towards those verses and yep. uh, do it the way that Jesus did there. Amen. Amen. Me too. That's awesome. <laughs> it's Thank been you. so good to have you here today. Thank did y'all so enjoy Pastor Anthony? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> it so. was good. I got to be here. And my the, real quick, the story on the white oh, watch. Yeah. So I got this. I had the I had the watch before. I got the band for Christmas. Okay. And my first thought when I opened the package for my wife, first thought when I opened the package was, I have a watch like Pastor Brian does now. <laughs> and I think I even said that out loud. Now, the first thing out of my mouth should have been, honey, thank you so oh, much. No. But my first thought was, now I have a white band oh, for like Pastor goodness. Brian. <laughs> and so then when this opportunity came up, I said, I've got to take my white watch band. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll switch them out on a regular basis. But I've, recently I've been wearing the white one more and just, you know, I'll wear that all the time. But. Uh, that's yeah, hilarious. It's, funny. it's a true story. <laughs> that blesses me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that blesses You're me. making an impact. That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. Well, listen, we love you so very much. We want to give you opportunity to sow into the good news. Did you hear some good news today? Uh, we want to give you opportunity to sow into the good news going out into the world from what's right, from this studio, from Lunch Plus, and through this ministry. If you would like to sow today, you can go to giveww.org. All of the options are there, Cash App, PayPal, Venmo, 
text to give, cryptocurrency, and even you can give one time or you can give on a recurring basis. Uh, you can go there and do that. Uh, you don't have to give. That's, that's not the point. The point is the Lord will write on your heart something. And when you've purposed in your heart to sow, then, and it is good when you've received a word like you've received today. Uh, and when you look at 2 Corinthians 9, 6, it says give bountifully. That literally is saying I'm sowing into a good word. The word right. is eulogia. So right. when you hear a good word, you should say, Lord, I'm purposing in my heart to sow into that good word. But it also says you will receive a good word. So right. you will receive the manifestation of what Pastor Anthony was talking about when you sow with that purpose hard on there. So if you would like to sow, we just make it easy for when people have, have been told by the Lord or given instruction by the Lord to sow. That's why everything's easy to do that way. Uh, but we just we sow this whole broadcast into the world every weekday at 11.30, and we praise God for you. Thank you so much for being here. Share the broadcast, like, subscribe. And uh, Pastor Anthony, I would like anybody that is sowing, uh, anything that's being given, will you just bless it and just, just bless their gift? Yes, sir. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word that went forth today. I thank you, Father, for the revelation knowledge that you're depositing in people's hearts. Yes. It's not just the words that we said, but Father, it's more importantly what you're doing by the Holy Ghost in their hearts with what was said. Father, make it revelation to them. Make it a reality in their life. Make them so um, so enamored with your word that they can't do anything yes, but dive yeah. more and more deeply thank into you, this Father. kingdom life. So, Father, we seal this word today. I thank you for the opportunity to be here personally. I thank you for this ministry. I speak life over what's right, over the uh, broadcast, over Boomerang Church, over this entire amazing crew. Father, I thank you for their hearts. I thank you for what you're doing and Jesus, you said that when we're faithful over little, that the Heavenly Father will make us ruler over much. And so I declare that over them right now. I also declare that over the people listening and over this seed that's being sown today, Father. I thank you that you take it and you yes. multiply it for your yes. glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Kevin Nowicki said, this has been machine gun teaching. <laughs> I like that. He said, mowing down religious cows with prejudice. <laughs> I love it. I like that. That's good. Johnny said, so enjoyed it. Your wife said, he wants to be like Pastor Brian. <laughs> That's thanks funny. to you, honey. I, I'm able to match him That's today. That's awesome. Thank you for helping him be that. Jennifer, <laughs> you helped him be like me. That's right. <laughs> That's all. Awesome. I saw it. I was like, oh, look, we got the same band. I didn't know there was a story. There's a story. Yep. Yeah. Amen. Okay. Uh, my wife says, love, 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 Pastor Anthony and Jennifer. They're family. Yes, you are. And I, yes. and I won't. She said, we love you guys dearly. Miss you. We miss you too, Pastor Jennifer. And I wanted to say, I meant to say this at the end, but we kind of like dove in. We were talking we were talking just side stuff, and then all of a sudden, we were in the Word, and yeah. we were full in the Word. <laughs> yeah. But uh, these guys, we met them through uh, Brother Trace's ministry, and it was almost like from the get-go, just like my brother, like yeah. like a, my brother in Christ. And when I see you, when I hear your voice, when I see your face on something, I, I always think, I just think, that's my brother right there. That's wow. my brother, and it blesses me uh, to have you and your um covenant fellowship in in this kingdom and so i'm just so glad that lord put us together and i am too enjoyed having you today. god is so good i love you so I much i appreciate you my yeah. brother love you love too you. love you guys i think buddy's gonna wrap it up but we praise god for you we'll see you back tomorrow it's gonna be awesome got more good stuff tomorrow join us at 11:30. we love you see you there guys this week is awesome
Are you enjoying this week? I mean, like, it's only Tuesday, too. I mean, like, we got all these powerful broadcasts during the day. We have Kickstart at night. Speaking of which, guys, are you going to be here tonight at Kickstart? Oh, man, Kickst- last night was powerful. I'm telling you, last night was phenomenal. Guys, if you have not yet made plans to be here, uh, fly down. Uh, Mark, as Mark said earlier today, you know, take a train if you have to. Whatever you got to do to be here for a Kickstart, we're going to be here Monday through Friday at 6.30 p.m. with Brother Tracy. These meetings are going to be phenomenal. Uh, I'm so looking forward to what God's getting ready to do for the rest of this week. So make sure you're here for Kickstart 2022. But we also want to let you guys know that this week uh, during the broadcast, we're going to have guest speakers all week. It's going to be awesome. So make sure you join us tomorrow at 11.30 for Lunch Plus. Until then, we will see you guys later. Bye. Said 2022 will be a year. Lifelong dreams will come true. You're the healed of the Lord. You're the prosperous. You're the whole. You're the restored. You're the holy. You're the anointed. Long-standing faith projects are about to get pitched suddenly by an unusual heart. Oh, he's cold. And you're coming up right now. You're coming up right now. You're coming up! 2022! Do your dreams will come true!